I'm a sophomore at Virginia Tech, um, and so if I if I haven't met you yet and don't know you guys, feel free to introduce yourself. Um, if I do know you, hi. Uh, so last week Nick talked about how uh, how the summer series is going to be Jesus's I Am statements, and this week we're going to be talking about uh, I Am the Bread of Life. So these I am statements are kind of uh, Jesus' way of defining himself to us uh, so that we can better understand him and better um, relate to him and fully get what he's trying to to tell us. Uh, So we're going to be in John 6, if you have your Bibles or phones, um, we're going to be looking at that chapter. But before we actually start reading, some background information. Uh, the beginning of this chapter starts with Jesus feeding the 5,000. Uh, it's one of his more well-known miracles uh, where he takes five loaves and two fish and he feeds 5,000 people and has tons of food left over. Uh, and then right after that, he walks on water, joins his disciples on the boat, uh, calms the seas, and then makes it to Capernaum uh, with his disciples. And the 5,000 people that he had just fed the day before follow him with questions. So that's where we uh, pick up in our passage in verse 25. So John 6, 25. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you uh, come here? Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. So when we first read that, uh, the things that, that kind of stand out are, uh, the second they get there, they just try to, you know, casually approach him. Hey, when did you get here? Um, just kind of, you know, trying to, trying to get to know him, trying to talk to him. And he immediately sees through that. He immediately calls them out uh, in verse 26 and says, you're not seeking me because you are actually curious about it. You're seeking me because I fed you and now you want more. And just like in the video, um, they kept getting fed and they kept asking for more. They kept wanting to, to get fed more. Um, and then he goes on in 27 saying that, that the food that I gave to you yesterday, the food that, um, that, I, that fills you up in that moment, the food that you're asking for is the food that perishes. And it's not the one that you should be looking for. And when you do end up looking for that, as we all do, whether it's, it's in um, different aspects of our life, we eventually lose that food, that food eventually perishes, and it leaves us feeling unloved, feeling alone, feeling depressed, and overall feeling empty. And just like a flashlight that is fully empty, it cannot, no matter how hard you you, uh, screw the top on, maybe, there we go, Uh, no matter how many times you click the button, it's never going to turn on, it's never going to fully um, do what it needs to do because it's still left empty. And so in our lives, when we have that emptiness, when we have that void in our, in our lives, we try to fill it as best as we can. We try to fill it with our social lives. We try to fill it with, um, with relationships that we're in. We try to fill it with uh, alcohol, going to parties. We try to fill it with all these different aspects of a social life. And then if that's not, if that's not something that you're into, you might try to fill it with um, with sports, with, with uh, going to small accomplishments, with getting um, best score in video games, getting uh, to be team captain, getting straight A's. You try to fill it with some kind of small accomplishment. Mine's a golf ball because I, I like golfing. Um, 
And if that's still not relating to you, sometimes people try to fill it with their body image. They try to get above a certain weight, below a certain weight, lift a certain weight, um, run fast, get a, a certain distance, and they, they try to eat better. They try to, um, to identify themselves in that and fill that emptiness with that. And even when you fill that, even when you stuff it all in and put the top back on, come on. Even when you do that, no matter how tight you squeeze that, no matter how tight you screw that on, keep clicking the button, it's still not going to work. It's still not going to fulfill that because you're filling it with something that does not sustain. And it does not sustain because as you grow older, no matter how hard you try, your fitness and your, um, your, your body will eventually deteriorate. No matter how hard you try, those grades that you got, that straight A, that one semester of... of school eventually goes away. That, um, that party that you went to eventually does end. Nobody wants to hear those stories. Those relationships, those friendships do eventually end. Your social lives will change as the, as the future comes close and you're still left empty. And as we saw, no matter how hard you screw that top on, no matter how many times you click that button, you're still left not able to fulfill what you're trying to do and left empty. But that's not the end. So if we go back into our passage in verse 30, um, right, after, right after he just dropped that bombshell of you're not looking for the right things, you need to be looking for the, the thing that sustains. He then answers the question that we're all asking and what they were probably all asking, which is what is that thing? So picking up in verse 30, so they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. So, that last line shows that, that what he just said, what Jesus just said to all of them, gave them a complete 180, where they're having trouble believing him. They're wondering, why should we believe what you're saying? Why should we believe that, that the things that we're doing right now and the things we're filling our lives with are bad for us? And, he, and they immediately have a full 180 and say, sir, give us this bread always. And so if we look back in that, um, they talk about... In the, in the first two verses, they talk about um, that our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it was written. He gave them bread to, from heaven to eat. So this refers back to Exodus 16, um, where, uh, where Moses had said that, that God will provide, and he did by making it rain manna. So they're essentially asking him, if, if you're really telling the truth, even though you just fed us, fed 5,000 people with these, this bread and this, and this fish, show us more. We want more. We want something as big as making it rain uh, bread from the sky. So they're still not getting it. They're still thinking, okay, well, give us more food. Um, just like in the video, they still are asking for more food. Even though they've been warned about, uh, with the dangerometer thing um, in there, they were warned about... Uh, what can happen when you go for the food that does not fulfill, and yet they still ask for it. And his answer is just saying that the, that the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. 
and I think that that's a very powerful, uh, a very powerful thing that that God sent us this bread um, that we can access at any time. Uh, and we now that we know that we know the what we know what will fill us. We know that that like a, a flashlight, the only thing that will make it work is a battery. The only thing that will make it turn on. Wow, that was loud. Uh, the only thing that will make it turn on is that battery. So once you finally get that battery. It will turn on, maybe, yeah. Um, it would have been bad if it did not. Um, but so that, that battery is the thing that, that will fill us, that, uh, that is the bread that God gives us. So now we know the solution. We know the what. We know how to fill that. But the question that's still on the, on the minds of, these, of this crowd and probably on, uh, on our minds right now is how do we get that? How, how are we able to, to receive the bread from God? Um, and so if we go back into the passage uh, last time, uh, picking back up in verse 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will, never, will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So now we know how. We know that, that the how is Jesus. The way that we access that, that bread, the way that we get that battery to, to sustain us, the way that we get that, um, that thing that will fulfill our lives and make us do what we're here to do is Jesus. We know that, uh, that as much as we try to fill our lives with whatever aspect of the things I mentioned before, no matter how much you try to, to get those, um, those short-term happiness things, no matter how much you try to hide yourself in comfort and pleasure in approval of people, he won't turn you away. In verse 37, it says, whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter what you think of yourself, or no matter what you think of where you are in your relationship with God, you're not going to be cast out in that. So we know how, we know what, and we know why we need it. And the why is summarized in, uh, is better summarized in John 6, 51. Um, just this one, this one verse that kind of summarizes all three of those passages. He says, I am the living bread, once again refers to him as, himself as the living bread, uh, that came down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So when he's talking about his flesh, obviously that's, that's referring to him dying on the cross for our sins. And when he's talking about um, the... The, the second sentence right there where he says the why is that we, we will be sustained by it. We will live forever by it. We find eternal life in him. Um, and so when we take a step back and look at, at all of it together, we fill our lives with, we fill that void in our, in our hearts with that and eventually it goes away. We continue to ask for more. We continue to ask for, uh, for more things to, to fill that up, and no matter how much we try, no matter how full we feel it is, we're never going to be able to, to live our lives how we need to. And the only way that we can live our lives the way we need to, the only way we can be fully sustained for eternity is by finding that bread in him, finding that bread in Jesus. Uh, so for a, for a, a final question 
um, the 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 thing that that is pretty pretty important when you think about you know the fact that that it's always there, it's always accessible, is what does it mean to choose Jesus over other things? What does it mean to find a, a life in him or find a relationship with him? What, what does it mean to, to fill your life with him instead of with your social life, with um, small accomplishments, with your, your body, with whatever? What does it mean to fill your life and choose Jesus over those things? And that's different for everybody. That can be that can be serving. That can be, I mean, doing the uh, something like the internship, um, going on mission trips. That can be something just as small as as listening for him and trying to live out what he tells you. That can be something as small as trying to to pray every day or just reading the Bible. That can be something as, as small and trivial as that, or something bigger where you're fully devoting your life, where you're fully turning that over. So. Whatever that means to you, whatever next step that is, whatever, whatever thing that you need to do to reach out for that bread, whatever you need to do to fully access that bread of life, that, that is what it means to choose Jesus over other things. And so when you're in small group, um, you're going to, you, there's some other questions, but just have this question um, in the back of your head of what does it mean to choose Jesus over living or over other things. Uh, what does it mean to to find that next step, to analyze that emptiness inside of you, figure out what you're trying to fill your life with, and then try to figure out how to how to get that, how to receive the the love from God, the love from Jesus, receiving Jesus in that um, bread form um, in order to to fill your life and to sustain it properly. Um, so I'm gonna pray us out uh, and then, Alana is going to dismiss you, so stay seated when we're uh, done praying. So, dear Heavenly Father, we are empty. We fill our lives with things that only hurt us, and we thank you for never turning us away when we do. We thank you for always providing and pouring into us. We thank you for giving us that option of, uh, of the, the eternal life in Jesus. We ask that when we're in small group, um, we can use our small groups and use our, our time this week to figure out what our emptiness is and figure out what it's currently filled with. Uh, we ask that, that you help us throughout the week to try to find that next step, try to figure out what it means to, to choose you over other things. And we ask that uh, you help us to stay strong and continue to choose you and continue to be sustained by you. Um, thank you for giving us this place to talk. Thank you for giving us this place to meet uh, with a community that can help us answer these questions. God, we love you. We thank you for everything that you've given us. Amen.